Welcome to our Mindfulness Podcast. Each week we will have a different podcast, different speakers, different chants, different Dharma talks. But mindfulness practice in Buddhism helps us focus and helps us be aware. And this program will consist of many different ways of meditating. We usually begin with bowing or gasho, then we prepare to sit, and we will sit for approximately 10 minutes. And then we will either stand and walk for another five minutes to kind of get blood into our legs again and and, uh, relax our muscles. And then we'll sit for another 10 approximately. And then we will chant, which is another form of meditation. Uh, We focus on the characters and we pronounce the sounds as a group. And it's a kind of a ritual of oneness. And then after that, we'll have a short Dharma talk of about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll close with Gasho. And this also includes offering incense. We offer incense, but you could also light the incense before the service starts. And this is kind of the program uh, of how our meditation services proceed. And so we will be getting underway today uh, with our program. Thank you very much. Before we begin our sitting meditation, you may choose to sit on a cushion or you may choose to sit in a chair, either is fine. First we'll center ourselves so that our back is straight. If you're sitting in a chair, you may want to sit forward in the chair and not use the backrest. This forces you to sit upright on your own. So if you're sitting in the chair, place your feet flat on the floor, place your hands on your thighs, And first we're going to gently rock from side to side. Gently rock from side to side. Gradually make that movement smaller like a pendulum that's coming to rest. And you will sense or feel your balance point left and right. Now do the same forward and back. Gently rock forward and back, forward and back gradually making that movement smaller and find your center point of balance forward and back. Now you're centered, your back is straight, you're balanced. Your chin is tucked down slightly. Your eyes are half open and half closed. Don't close your eyes completely during meditation. Half open and half closed looking slightly down a few feet ahead of you. Hand position, place your left hand into the palm of your right hand and your thumbs are touching, uh, forming a circle as if you were gently holding an egg perhaps and place your hands uh, over your navel area. Be relaxed, don't be tense during meditation. So you may want to raise your shoulders up and drop them down to relax your shoulders before we begin our first sitting meditation. Once you're settled, centered, and grounded, then at the sound of the bell, we'll begin our first sitting meditation.
Put your hands together in Gosho and bow. Naman doubles, Naman doubles, Naman doubles, Naman doubles, Naman doubles, Naman doubles. You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world. Waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most, in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts. Return to your seat or cushion. Sitting in this way, we might wonder what purpose we are achieving. Actually, there is no specific purpose. I think it's really to make us aware of what sitting is, what breathing is, standing is. What are these simple activities that we do most of the time without thinking about them at all? We'll begin our second sitting at the bell.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. We will begin sutra chanting. Sutra chanting is actually a portion of a sutra that we will chant. Most sutras are far too long to be able to chant in one sitting. So for us, we're usually chanting a verse out of a longer narrative or prose. And that's why each line consists of perhaps four or five or seven characters. When we chant, we read from left to right, just like in English, and we move down the first column, and then we move to the second column, and so on. Open circles represent bells for the chant leader to ring. So we always begin a sutra chant with two bells. Whenever we change a section, we use one bell to kind of signal that we're changing from one section to another. And then when you end a sutra chant, you always end with three bells. Each syllable here is written in Romanized characters, English characters. And each syllable here represents a kanji, a Chinese character. And it's written phonetically. It's the sound of the character. The vowels have the same pronunciation independent of location or their neighbor. So this is different from English. And the vowel sounds, uh, I've been told, resemble those in Spanish. So we have A, E, I, O, and U. And they're pronounced A, E, E, O, and U. And then you'll see italicized lines. Those are leader lines that I chant alone. And you will also see underlines under some of the characters. And that means that rather than each character getting a single beat, an underlined character will get a beat and a half. And to kind of make up that little extra time, the next character in line will only get a half beat. And what you do is you don't really concern yourself too much about the meaning of what's being chanted. This isn't flashcards. We're not trying to learn something. This is a ritual. And so we chant together as a feeling of oneness. Don't worry too much about how you're doing. Be aware and mindful of each character. Uh, this is a form of meditation uh, rather than silent meditation. We're meditating through sound. So, you know, you see the character, you say it, you forget about it, you move on, and you say the next character. And over time, it becomes effortless, and you'll begin to memorize it without realizing it. Today, lecture chant in Sambujo. Uh, you can turn to page 29 of OCBC uh, service book if you have. In Sambujo, uh, English title is Three Respectful Callings. So I'm going to explain uh, three respectful callings. So we welcome Amida Buddha. The translation says, We respectfully welcome Amida Buddha to our temple as we scatter flowers of joy. And we respectfully welcome Shakamuni Buddha to our temple as we scatter flowers of joy. And we respectively welcome the Buddhas of all times and places to our temple as we scatter flowers of joy. So we welcome first Amida Buddha, second Jagamuni Buddha, and third all the Buddhas residing in ten directions of all times and places. That's what we are saying. So this Sambujo is chanted 
in any occasion, particularly uh, at the beginning of service, memorial service, and funeral, and wedding, any time as an opening. So join me chanting a Sambujo together. First, join me, Gashio, please put your palms together. We say, Namo Amidabutsu. We call the Amida Buddha's name together. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Bow. Please place your both palms together. We are meeting Shakamuni Buddha, Amida Buddha, and all the Buddhas in ten directions. Namo Amida Butsu, Namo Amida Butsu, Namo Amida Butsu, Namanda Butsu, Namanda Butsu. Please join me in Gasho. Namandouts, 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 Namandouts. Do Buddhists celebrate Christmas? Every year, even before December arrives, we are surrounded by the sights, 
sounds, and smells of Christmas. Stores are full of Christmas merchandise. We are bombarded by ads for Christmas sales. Christmas music is playing in shops and restaurants, and Christmas decorations are everywhere. Christmas is all around us. So naturally, one question I'm often asked around this time of year is, do Buddhists celebrate Christmas? Although the celebration of Christmas in America now has many secular aspects, its original reason for being is, of course, as a Christian observance. For believing Christians, it is a holiday filled with deep religious meaning because it celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ, whom they regard as the Son of God. Since Buddhists do not believe in God, Christmas does not have the same religious significance for us. So we can't and don't celebrate Christmas for the same reasons that Christians do. However, there is nothing in Buddhism that forbids us from taking part in Christmas celebrations, and in America, many Buddhists do. Traditionally, Buddhism has had a very open-minded view of spirituality. As Buddhists, we don't believe we have a monopoly on the truth. We don't claim that it is the only correct spiritual path. We don't say that those who do not follow it are mistaken, or evil, or need to be saved. That is one reason why Buddhism is generally not a proselytizing religion. That is, we don't actively seek to convert people of other faiths. Buddhism does not reject Christianity or any other religion as false. I think it's fair to say that we regard other religions not as contradicting Buddhism, but rather as other ways of reaching the same truth. And while Buddhists don't believe in the divinity of Jesus, we can respect him as a truth seeker and a great teacher. Some Buddhists might even consider him a bodhisattva, someone who, out of compassion, does not work for his own benefit, but instead devotes himself to the salvation of others. So, Buddhism doesn't prevent us from respecting and honoring the significance that Christmas has in Christianity, or celebrating it to the extent we feel comfortable doing so. But it goes beyond that for me. I personally find a Buddhist spiritual meaning in Christmas. I strive to look beyond the form of Christmas traditions and observances to see the spirit behind them and to embrace that spirit. Christmas is a time when people focus on generosity, charity, kindness, sharing, appreciation, hospitality, and love for family and friends. Those are all things that fit right in with what we aspire to in Buddhism. For us, every day should be a day to feel gratitude, to practice generosity, and to be kind to others. At Christmas time, those sentiments are front and center for everyone. So, while I don't attach exactly the same meaning to Christmas as my Christian friends, it is still an opportunity for spiritual practice and reflection for me. Moreover, many American Buddhists, including me, are converts. We may have grown up celebrating Christmas. We could have close family members who observe it as a Christian holiday. I was not raised Buddhist. I encountered Buddhism just 14 years ago. I wasn't raised as a Christian either. When I was growing up, my family celebrated Christmas in the secular kind of way that is very common in America.
We had a Christmas tree and exchanged presents. As a child, I watched all the Christmas programs on TV, like A Charlie Brown Christmas and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Even today, years later, I know by heart the words to all the familiar Christmas carols, like Silent Night and O Come, All Ye Faithful, even though I never had a connection to the religious meanings of them. So, Christmas is a part of my memories and my family history. Now that I am a Buddhist, I don't reject that part of my story. I embrace it and try and integrate it into who I am now. Personally, I do participate in many aspects of the Christmas holiday. Each year I have a lighted and decorated tree in my home. But I don't call it a Christmas tree, and I don't put a star or an angel at the top. Instead, at the top of my tree is a scroll with the Nembutsu written on it in Japanese. Namo Amida Butsu. I entrust myself to the Buddha of infinite light and life. I exchange gifts with my family members, some of whom are observant Christians and some of whom are observant Buddhists. I send greeting cards to friends and family. Sometimes I even attend Christmas church services with relatives in a spirit of togetherness and honoring family traditions. I choose to participate in these Christmas rituals and celebrations as a way of sharing goodwill, of giving to others, of cherishing time with family and friends, and above all, of cultivating the practice of gratitude. I value the opportunity to feel a sense of oneness with others who are feeling the spirit of the season. This is a time of year when people express their wishes for peace on earth and goodwill to all people. A message that is all too often forgotten the rest of the year. We can all join in our shared hope for a better world. I don't feel that I am denying my Buddhist identity or beliefs or disrespecting the Christian religious meaning of the holiday by connecting to what is universal in the meaning of Christmas. When someone says to me, Merry Christmas, I say, Merry Christmas to you too. But I'm not just wishing them a Merry Christmas. Inside, I am also saying the metta, or loving-kindness, meditation. May all beings be happy and well. May no harm or difficulties come to them. May they live in peace and harmony. And I am also silently saying, Thank you. I am grateful for everything. Merry Christmas. This concludes our podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and gained something from this segment. Please join us again. And thank you. Everybody wants to become happy, but how do we find it? I know how. Go to everydaybuddhist.org and enroll in the free trailer preview course entitled Become Happy the Prequel. And if you like this, then you'll be ready for the soon-to-be-released full video course called Become Happy, the sequel. I hope to see you at both. This program was presented by Reverend Marvin Harada, Reverend Dr. Mutsumi Wanjura, Reverend John Turner, Reverend Ellen Crane, Minister's Assistant James Pollard, and Minister's Assistant Janice Hirohama.
Executive Producers, Rev. Marvin Harada and Jim Scott. Produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. Directed and engineered by Rev. John Turner. Edited by Jim Scott. This program includes excerpts from Time Stood Still by Riley Lee, used with permission. Copyright 2019, Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved. We hope you'll join us for future podcasts, or please check out our Buddhist online program at everydaybuddhist.org. Our website is ocbuddhist.org. There are Dharma messages that you can read on the website And the online program has a number of Buddhist education courses from introductory level to the study of Buddhist texts. If you've never attended one of our meditation services, we are located at 909 Southdale Avenue in Anaheim. Thank you for joining us today.